Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And welcome to the Giants-Colts preview, the first true win-and-you-are-in game for the New York Giants. It's a game that they flat-out should win. You're winning, you're in, and you there's no excuses for losing to this team. Justin, how are you doing? Yeah, Bobby Skinner, really, really pumped that the Giants have a win-and-you're-in opportunity at home. Love that they're able to do it at home. Love that the fans have a chance to show up. And, you know, last time that Wink Martindale kind of called fans out and saying, let's get there, let's get loud and continue your New Year's Eve celebrations into the next day. The last time that he called for that, it was the Baltimore Ravens game and the team showed out. So I'm looking forward to showing out for these New York football giants on Sunday. And hopefully we'll be celebrating a victory Monday pod with the freaking playoff berth. Can you believe it? A dangerous p word we're we're saying it and hopefully it can come true and i love that the first time we win in your in is like the probably the worst team on our schedule besides the texans um so where there's like there's no excuses to win you know we're no. not we're not facing the full strength eagles and like ah winning and you're in like you know like no this is a game the giants should absolutely win um before we get into this preview justin uh this episode was brought to you by some special people right right yeah Special people that I almost forgot to pull up. We got Kevin Brannigan. He's uh, he's a man again. Matt Paulson reminds me of Grant Paulson. Grant Paulson's a very annoying person who like covers the Commanders. Theodore Spillman. We're going to be spilling them drinks, man. Uh, Quinn Haggard. Haggard is just such a cool word. And then just regular Chris. Uh, Robert Ho- uh, Ho- Hoyman. Tanner Mitchell. Stephen Pannone. I think we already said all those names. But we're saying it again. Justin, who are these people? Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. That's where those wonderful people went. Just going to leave it at this. Let me pitch it to them. I actually want to pitch it to them. Patreon.com slash Talking Giants, $2 a month. One, Tony Award voting is now open for Patreon voters. So get in and get at that. Two, I know what Justin was going to say. You're going to get a sticker. Cool. You're going to get a friend, you know, uh, get chances at t-shirt raffles. Cool. But come celebrate Sunday night with us yes. for the playoffs. That is, you know, usually like the live stream aspect is like, to me, it's like the least least of it this week. It's not. So patreon.com slash talking giants, $2 a month. All right, Justin. Adore Jackson and McKinney could be returning to this Giants lineup. Mm. McKinney, it looks like a little bit of a long shot, but he practiced. He was, you know, taken off the NFI list. You know, he's saying like he's kind of, he's like he's working to get there. So I don't know if McKinney's he says gonna he be there. can play. He says like he wants to play and he can play, but I don't I don't think it's going to happen because typically you look at just the progression of these guys and how they practice. And if if the media members aren't saying that they're being ramped up to play, then I don't think he's going to play. But it's cool to see that he can be ready. Well, and the fact that he's going to be ready for the playoffs, like it's it's it'd be a shock if he's not. And now Adora Jackson, he's. First time he's practiced since the injury. Like he's on, he's been on limited since you know since Tuesday. So it, you know he is on track to play for the Giants this week. And I, I don't want it to be understated how important these guys are for this defense. Yep. Like they are so so important for this defense. And I got just some numbers of like those guys on the team, those guys not. Well, points per game, which I'm not going to put all points per game on them. Eighteen point seven points per game with them. Twenty seven points per game without them. Completion percentage, where I will draw some of these conclusions. 58.2% with them, 66.6% without them. And by the way, by the way, I think that difference right there, Bobby, that 58% completion rate and 66%, that's the difference between the Giants being one of the best teams, if not the best team in the league, at allowing the least amount of completion percentage to, you know, I would say maybe 66% is middle of the pack, maybe even a little bit below average. 
Yep, yards per attempt, 6.7 to 7.1. And this number was staggering when I was putting together these numbers, Justin. Red zone touchdown percentage. Now, the Giants are still a top five red zone defense. With those guys, 35% to 72%. Over double. Over double. That's the difference between winning and losing. I'm going to keep quoting Al Pacino as we get close to the playoffs. Living and dying. You know, the the inches are all around us. That's between, that's the difference between living and dying. Like, 35% 35% to 72%. One, Adore Jackson is essentially the only good cornerback on this team. So that's huge. But Adore, with the way he played last year and this year, was elite cornerback play as far as shutting down the other opponent. Does he create turnovers? No. But he is like a top of the league at shutting down the other team's opponent. And that changes with what Wink Martindale does, where he likes to stack the box. Hasn't been able to do that the past couple games. Um, has played a lot more too high the last couple weeks as well when they've played a lot of single high throughout the whole season. This should be a game with Adoree Jackson coming back, we hope, and also just playing a bad Colts offense. This should be a game where the Giants are putting a shit ton of guys in the box and we're playing with single high, right? You flip and you basically, they basically flipped it on, on their head about the single high versus two high coverages. You know, I really think if Adoree Jackson and definitely McKinney too, they, those guys play, and they had avoidable injuries. So people will say, like, well, injuries are part of the game. Yeah, you know what? Adore Jackson returning punts and four and an ATV accident shouldn't be a part of the game. No, it's you not. know, we're not we're not talking about if we had Sterling Shepard. We're talking about these two guys that should have shouldn't have been injured. Like, I think the Giants are ten and five. I yes, really, they are. Really they do. are a ten win team. Because do you stop Justin Jefferson and Terry McLaurin without with the, with Adore Jackson? No, you don't. No, you don't. But you stop them from doing the damage that they did, man. So you get a Dory Jackson out. You you have one good corner on this team. You allow Fabian Moreau to go back, you know, covering wide receiver twos, which he had uh, success doing. It's just it's a domino effect. It allows you to stack the box. When McKinney's back, you can have a safety that has the range and the instincts, not just like Pinnock where he just has the range. You know, uh, McKinney's you know better at coming down and filling the run. You know, it, it Julian makes you... Love. Julian Love is not really a deep safety by trade either. So that stupid, silly play that he had against Philadelphia maybe doesn't happen because maybe he's not put in that situation. There is a huge domino effect to these two guys coming back, and at least for this week, I'm going to take it as a huge, huge W and a huge, huge victory that Adoree Jackson will be back. Think about, think about this too, Bobby. We haven't had a single game this year where Xavier McKinney. Aziz Ojolari, Adore Jackson, Leonard Williams. The, these guys haven't been on the field. We The Giants defense hasn't been a full unit, a full healthy unit this year. All those guys have not on, been on the field at the same time as each other. So um, uh, getting those guys back at this point of the season will undoubtedly be huge. I'm telling you, you get those guys back, and this is a defense that's to be reckoned with. It really is. You get that pass rush up front, like you said. You know, We'll talk about our pass rush here in a minute. You get those guys back on the back end, man, and you are cooking. You are cooking. Um, but let's talk about the Colts, Justin. They are the number one thirty. They're the number thirty-one offense in the NFL, and they just went to Nick Foles, who and they can't block. Again, I say at the top, there is no excuse to win uh, lose this game. Okay, there's tough games. This is a game that no matter how bad you play, you should be able to pull out a win versus Colts team because their offense is so Yeah, and that's bad. that's why. It's because their offense is that bad. If there if there's a game in the NFL to to win, it's when you're playing a really, really bad, bad offense. And their defense is all right, but we'll let's talk about their offense first. Yeah, again, their defense is is not really that bad, but their offense is very very bad. The only offense worse in the NFL is the Broncos, and they don't even have like the weapons uh, uh, that the Broncos have that can worry you. And then, you know, as bad as Russell Wilson's been, it's like, well, Russell Wilson can do something in the game. Nick Foles is not going to do that anymore at this point of his career. Um, they don't protect the quarterback, like, just flat out. Like, they are they are 31st in sacks. The Giants with Aziz Ojolari, by the way, their sack rate, it would be second highest in the NFL right now at 3.6 per game. They give up 3.7 sacks per game. And the Giants, even just all year long, not just with Aziz Ojolari, they do have the, they're the number one pressure team in the NFL. They have the highest pressure rate in the NFL. So this is a game where they won't make you pay. You know, the Vikings will make you pay for some blitzes. The Colts are not going to do that. You know, Nick Foles was bad throwing the ball deep. All of his interceptions came on 10 plus throws. He was sacked seven times. Like he could not get anything going besides 
quick game and didn't even really get that going. This is a game where Wink should, one, be aggressive with his blitzes, but when you rush four, man, you got to abuse these cats. Like, I, every single one of these, like, it's they got to be taking turns. Like, our pass rushers got to be taking turns. They got to be mad at each other that, damn, I had a great move, but Kayvon got there before me. Or Leonard got there before me. Like, they're, they got it. This pass rush should be dominant in this game. Yeah, and I think coming off of a three-interception performance, too, and making yet another quarterback change, the, the Colts, I think this is going to be a game where Jeff Saturday is going to want to come out and run the ball. The Giants have a bad run defense. We're going to want to come out and play smash-mouth football and run the ball. Do not let the Colts sustain drives and beat you and score points, even if it's on a somewhat of an inconsistent basis. Don't let the Colts beat you by running the ball down your throats. Do not let that happen. I know you're a bad run defense. Don't let that happen. Yeah, and they're a bad rushing offense too. You know, like you, you at some point you got to nut up, and they they run mostly zone. Uh, you know, they 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 run you know sixty percent zone, forty percent gap. So they're not they're not a team like the Vikings where they just don't run gap uh, gap runs. But like they're four, they have four point one yards per carry in the rushing uh, rushing offense, and that's including a season that had Jonathan Taylor for a good part of it. Right. You know, so this is this rushing t- a duo of Zach Moss and Deion Jackson. Uh, by the way, fun fact: Deion Jackson played with what three players on the New York Giants, Justin? Deion Jackson played on the New York Giants. That's the first. He played question. with three New York Giants players in college and high school. In college and high school, um, I, I, Dexter Lawrence is my guess. But we I'm, asked that's this it. guy about it on the interview. He played high school with Andrew Thomas, and he played college with Daniel Jones and Devery Hamilton at Duke. We we, did, we put him on the draft preview pod. Well, who gets the jersey swap? Andrew Thomas, Daniel Jones, or Devery Hamilton? Devery DJ Hamilton. threw the ball to him pretty, pretty, a pretty good amount. Devery Hamilton. But here's the thing: is Thomas every time Deion Jackson makes a play, like quote tweets it, and it's like, mm. that, "How you go, fam?" So I'm going to lean Thomas. You're going to lean Thomas. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they. I mean, they have a bad. Sorry, got off track there. They have a bad <laughs> rushing offense. Like again, there's no excuses to have this team score more than 17 points. No, right? absolutely not. Like there, There's no excuses. And I, I, I want a dominant performance. The Giants have been able to do that versus bad QBs. Nick Foles is immobile. I mean, you got to come after him all day long. And I don't think it's just rush with four. Because you can win with rushing with four. But I think this is, and, and I think Wink will, this is a game, man, where you bring the party to them. Like they cannot protect. It's it's astounding that a team that has Quentin Nelson as guard just can't protect. Like it's even bringing Quentin Nelson's uh, uh, down. Like they they can't protect, man. They're, they have Bernard Raymond, that rookie left tackle out of Central Michigan, starting. He's not good. Braden Smith, uh, he's not playing well. Like they are they are really bad protecting. So we got to kill these guys up front. Dominate. I know I've said it like twenty five times, but but it's true. Yeah, and you know Michael Pittman on the back end, it's been disappointing to see how they've used him this year. His average depth of target is kind of low. Well, they have Matt Ryan playing quarterback and Sam Ellinger and then Nick Foles. Like, yeah, they have these deep, they have these big deep threat receivers, him and Pierce, and it's like they have the king of underthrows playing quarterback for them. Yeah, so it's it's been disappointing to see how Pittman hasn't been utilized. Obviously, you liked Alec Pierce coming out of a uh, you know coming out of Cincinnati, and then Jelani Woods though is the one guy who, you know, kind of this unconventional, big, fast weapon that they do have that they'll probably line up on the outside and they can kind of line them up anywhere and everywhere. Jelani Woods is the one wild card that, you know, he could take a big play and he can have the speed to kind of take it to the house. So Jelani Woods is the one guy that I'm kind of really circling on this Colts defense in terms of how do you match up against him, you know, him being so big, so strong, so physical. And that's basically what he's done for them since Granson, their starting tight ends, um, been hurt. You know, like he has three catches for 43 yards last week, one catch for 36 yards versus the Vikings, and then a few weeks before that versus Steelers, he had eight catches for 90. So he is like, he's not a volume guy, but like you said, he is a like take it up the seam, make a big play type guy. You know, the, yep. and you know, that I mean, that's what we talk about him out of Virginia. The guy was a hell of an athlete, get him in space, uh, especially with his size. And he's a good blocking tight end, too. I don't know why they haven't played him much, honestly. Um, Every time there's been a game on national television, he's made like a, a really good catch or he's had a really good play. 
And then just like you said, they haven't <laughs> they haven't played him outside of that, which is crazy. Yeah, they've kind of built their offense to be like attacked down the field and then they get quarterbacks who don't feel like, you know, Matt Ryan this year. Now Nick Foles is in here, which is different. Mm-hmm. But even Sam Ellinger's not going to – Sam Ellinger's like only good attribute is his being able to be mobile and, and make plays. Yeah, this is still an offense that's supposed to have Andrew Luck at quarterback. And Andrew Luck's not a quarterback. Right. <laughs> um <laughs> So, by the end of the day, dominate on defense. Offensively, they are the number 25 scoring D, but they are better than the Colts' record looks and that scoring defense. Like, they're 11th in passing, 20th in rushing on the year. Um, Justin, they will stack the box. Like, they they are going to bring the safety down, which the Giants, you know, these last two weeks have not faced stack boxes. The Vikings didn't do it. The Commanders didn't do it. And then they are seventh best in the NFL at rushing yards per carry at 4.1. Again, this is a game where you put the game in Daniel Jones' hands. Put the game in Daniel Jones' hands because he can handle it. Okay? Like, they can they get after the quarterback? Absolutely. Absolutely they can. They But they don't blitz at all. They don't blitz at all. But they're six in sacks. They give up a high completion percentage with a low average depth of target. This is a game where, again, you work the quick game, but take your shots. Like this is put the game in Daniel Jones' hands. Do not, do not come into this game just running into stack boxes over and over again. No, uh, Yannick Agakwe, DeForest Buckner, and Quiddy Pay. You know, have had solid years. Quiddy Pay has only played ten games. Um, you know, and he and he's healthy now. But uh, DeForest Buckner has been wrecking havoc up the middle. So hey, you know, Mark Lewinsky, John Feliciano, and you know whoever's playing at left guard. You know, get get ready to rock and roll with DeForest Buckner. Buckner's the one that's going to make you pay. Like yeah. you said. He's yeah. he's the one he's been he's the one who's like just awesome you know but then people people look at that and like oh that's why you got to be a little you know uh, careful in the passing game that's why I'm like you got to be careful in the running game because that's going to create the negative runs with the Giants interior offensive line and then facing stack boxes so this is a game Bobby where I'm not I'm not going to run afraid because I actually think over the course of since Jeff Saturday has become head coach. The Colts have had one of the best pass defenses in the league. There is a path to Saquon Barkley having a a solid game here. And you know, I look at my EPA tiers. Uh, the Colts have been pretty above average uh, against the pass, and they've been a little a little below average against the run. And uh, a stat that I was uh, looking up this week: um, in wins, Saquon Barkley has twenty three carries of ten plus yards. In losses, Saquon Barkley has five carries of ten plus yards. That's a pretty that's a pretty big difference there. The Colts have allowed forty two runs of ten plus yards. That's the eleventh least amount in the NFL. But forty two runs of ten plus yards. I think we. I think if Saquon Barkley wants to be a guy that wants the ball in his hands in some of these big moments, we got to bang out some some ten plus yards this game. This is, has to be a game where I still want to see this offense get more explosive. Maybe even match the twenty plus yard totals that you know we saw against the Vikings, where we had five or six plays of twenty plus yards that tied a season high with the Lions game. So um, I want to see this offense continue to build off positive momentum that they had in the Vikings game, except maybe even get a little bit more going on the ground here. Yeah, but here's I just do I, at this point, and this is not not even game plan specific. The Giants need to be a, an offense that runs through Daniel Jones, and not like they were for a stretch where it was successful. Where it's like yeah. we're going to pound the rock, we're going to run the rock, I we're going to get you. under center, run two, three tight ends, and we're going to run the rock. They're not that team anymore. Um, but I wonder if if they look at it differently, they may look at it as the Vikings were so so bad in coverage. And the Colts are better. They are, they just flat out are a much are they're a much better pass defense than the Vikings. So I do wonder if they are going to kind of revert back to their own ways, knowing the opponent and knowing and also knowing that you're going to be facing an offense that you know I, I don't always agree with uh, I don't always agree with play calling like this, but this is just the way the NFL goes. They're going to be play calling and approaching their offense, knowing that they're playing a bad offense. I don't agree with it. I say go be aggressive, score thirty points. But do you agree with that? I, I know it's not what you would do, but do you think that the, do I you think can, they can could you do see, that? Can yeah, you I can see, see the them doing that. I don't think that's that. the right thing to do, though. I agree, and I agree. Do not with you. coach offense again. You know, as much as we believe that this defense should dominate, it's like you coach your offense. That's how you. That's how you lose games to the Colts is by having that type of mindset. I agree. Um, you know, and they give like they give a, a super high completion percentage and 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 quick throws. 
Well, guess what? That's what Daniel Jones has been able to, you know, the Giants offense has done consistently well. And, and you know, Stephen Gilmore is playing very well for him. I'll, I'll be interested to see Stephon how Gilmore. they line, uh, you know, line him up on Slayton and Hodgins. But, you know what? They stacked the box, so this is where you can kind of have some predetermined shot plays. Whereas, like, the Vikings and the Commanders, you have to see, you got to kind of read it post-snap, um, you know, and go through, and, you know, kind of go through what the defense is showing with the Colts. They line up in single high. It's like okay, we're this is a this is a play where we are taking a shot at you. Yeah, um, I hope know, they do Darius that. Like there's like when it's like all right, they they pressed up on Slayton. We are throwing a fade to Darius Slayton. So here's my thing: is when we talk about DeForest Buckner and how he can wreck the passing game, absolutely he can. But you know what? He can wreck the running game too. So you know, don't you know play play to your strengths. And I think right now for the Giants, it's throwing the ball on early downs and running Saquon Barkley when it makes sense and when they are giving you favorable run fronts. You know the fourth down rushing touchdown that Saquon Barkley had was the only 10-plus yard run that he had on third or fourth down this entire year? Every single run has been on first and second down. Every single 10-plus yard run. Well, the Giants have been in a million third and longs this year. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that kind of makes that sense. That is true. That is true. I just found that that was really... That was fascinating. There wasn't even like a, a third and 17 draw that Saquon Barkley took for 11 yards. That was the only one that he had last uh, last week. Um, any, Anything else you want to hit on Colts before we get into the segments? No, no. Uh, did you say that we have an interview? No, we didn't. We didn't do an interview. Okay. I thought you referenced that we had an interview, and I was about to tell you when we stopped recording that. I don't have an interview. I don't have an interview that showed up anywhere. So, all right, I'm excited for Danny King. I thought yeah, about man. doing an interview. I have Colts people, Justin, but yeah, you have a Colts friend. But I have like a couple of reporters for the Colts, uh, you know, from the Simple Man Radio's days. But I was like, you know what? You know what they don't want to do is be breaking down the Colts at this time. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like people asking us to come on and like last year it was like the Giants just suck. Like it's Giants, Jake Giants, Commanders, starting. Giants it's, or Giants, Washington football team last year. It's like, oh yeah, you want to come and preview this game? No, not really. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, let's bring on Danny King. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. We now welcome to the program our weatherman. He'll be at the game, Daniel King. Danny, what's the weather looking like for this game? You know, I was nervous when uh, I saw the weather for New Year's Eve because it's going to be awful in the city for uh, the ball drop. So that's rather unfortunate. But for Sunday at the game, it's going to be beautiful. Uh, I think it, there might be some rain for the tailgate because I don't know what time it's leaving tomorrow, uh, Sunday morning. So you might get some rain during the tailgate, but it'll clear out by the time kickoff happens. It's going to be 52 degrees. 52 Can I say degree- something? Go ahead. People that go to New York City and watch that ball drop, and they deserve to have rain fall down upon them for the hours upon hours upon hours that they are standing there. They soil themselves. Yes, it's the biggest waste of time. I don't think anybody from New Jersey or New York goes to that, though. No. Right? That's a a 100% tourist thing, right? There's probably some... Do you know how many people show up for it though? So who who is coming from where to see this? <laughs> That's crazy. You deserve to have rain upon oh yeah no I rain agree. fall on you, and you deserve to soil yourself too. You deserve everything that comes with that decision. I agree one hundred percent. But yeah, it's gonna be fifty two degrees, partly cloudy. And then by the time the fourth quarter comes around, it's gonna be clear. But it's gonna be fifty two degrees all oh. day, and it's, it's some light wind. That's so, so nice. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be a beautiful day to watch the Giants clinch a playoff berth. That's so nice. Thank you, Danny King. You're very welcome. Danny, you're winless in how many of your last Giants games that you've attended? <laughs> I my, my my record is 0-5-1 uh, Giants games. I last saw them win 2018 against the Chicago Bears in overtime. And the crazy thing is, is I'm undefeated at Giants games I've attended, and the one game me and Danny King went to, they tied. So it was like, you know, what is it called? The immovable object versus like an unstoppable force <laughs> yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and I mean... <laughs> That that's what it is. So I'm I'm planning on breaking the curse on Sunday. It's gonna be a great day to be alive, watch the Giants clinch a playoff berth, hopefully, and uh finally watch the Giants win a play uh game 
for the first time since 2018 because I'll be honest, I'm really sick and tired of going to that stadium and watching them lose. Snacks may actually, and also our, our Talking Giants, you know, listeners, they may find you and murder you if the Giants lose this game on Sunday I, because I mean, you I were may, there. I may avoid the tailgate of, on, on, on Sunday if I'm being honest just for my own safety. <laughs> I may not make it to the stadium. I said it in a group chat a couple weeks ago, but if one of us does die, we have to make a pact that we will do the Harambe meme with yeah. like like if Danny King dies, it's gonna be like, you know, the Harambe um you know, shouts from Happy Gilmore, like in the sky meme. I'm down with that. This was a text message I missed. And just make like old like a lot of like old school memes. Yeah, I'm down with it. Um I'm and so jokes. Being like you know, I'm not even gonna say because all right. Um, yeah, bad scenario. Let's not go there. No, it's not that. That's stopping me. Oh, okay. Danny, do you have <laughs> trivia? We do. Uh, so, first off, do you, do you guys know who's leading the all-time series between the Giants and the Colts? Mm. I'm going to say the Giants. The, I'm going to say the Colts. Justin's right. The Colts are leading 12-7. to 7. That's the, the all-time series. Remember guys right getting there. blown out on Monday Night Football versus the Colts? That sucked. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was awful. That was that's not fun. That was not fun. But the main question is, uh, which New York Giant has the most solo tackles, solo tackles in a single game against the Indianapolis Colts? There is only one player, so don't go naming everyone. I'm going to say Sean Williams. I'm Safety. just going to look up this guy's stats from one game to see if it's him. Oh, it also could be John Beeson. Hold on, give me two seconds. He was a giant in 2014. We played the Colts in 2014. Mm. Remember in 2018 <laughs> when Eli had that bomb to Sterling Shepard and we ended up blowing that game? Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Chester Rogers beat us on a rub route at the end. That was like uh, I think that was Saquon's first fumble that year came I'm, against the Colts. I'm giving I'm giving myself two guesses. I'm going to say John Beeson and or Sean Williams. Uh-huh. Bobby, do we have an answer from you? I'm going to say Antonio Pierce. I mean, he played for us for a decent stretch. I'm going to say Antonio Pierce. All right, so I I tried to figure out how to pronounce this guy's name. I already forgot how to say it, but it's uh, I, from Google Translate. I think this is correct. It's, Google Translate? Yeah, don't ask me. It's, it's like Jackie Williams. Jackie Jaquan, Williams. Jaquan, Jaquan Williams. Williams. Come on, Jaquan dude. Williams. It was Google on, Translate. Super Bowl I champ. I, you think I care about this Jaquan is Williams? A, this is a bad look right in here. Dude, you think you think I'm known for this now? Come on. Let's be honest here. Uh, he was drafted in the sixth round of the 2011 draft, and he went out in 2014 and had 14, 14 tackles by himself against the Indianapolis wow. Colts back in week nine of 2014. And this was another fun fact I learned. Um. Apparently, in that same season against the Seattle Seahawks, he played a game against he played a game a game against them with a concussion for free quarters. Wow! So he had a concussion for free quarters of that game. They only found out after the game, and the defensive coordinator at the time said, "Oh, no, nothing seemed wrong for him. He looked like he was uh he was fine." And it turns out he was. He had a concussion for free quarters. Shout out to a. All right, fantasy draft. <laughs> I'll be picking first, and I am in first place. Look, I have been for essentially the entire season, right? You know, cool. But Justin was like, I'm catching up to you, blah, blah, blah. I'm two points behind. And I got to give Justin and Danny credit. Both those guys had 50-point outings last week. But guess what? Guess what? I had the season-high 64.2 points scored last week in first place. Justin will be picking second and is in second after a 54-point outing. He's 12.4 points back. Danny's 87.5 points back. Now, we have an extra week of fantasy or hopefully we'll have an extra week of fantasy draft this week, but it thinks seems like Justin's or Danny's out of this. I have the first pick. This might end up being the lowest scoring week in fantasy this year because the Colts offense is so bad. Like there's no good picks. So I'm going to keep it simple. I have the lead. I'm going to play it safe. I think we're going to have a, a lead for the majority of this game. I am going Saquon Barkley with my first pick. I'm, go, I'm going safe. I wanted to maybe take a swing on one of our wide receivers, but you never know which one's going to hit big, so I went I went Saquon. This is the time of year where you have to take big, big swings. Oh, by the way, us we are we have surpassed last year's um actually I am I am one point away from last year's total for the first place, and we have two weeks left in the season. That's Jeez. how bad it got towards the end of last year. I love that. This is the time of year where you got to take big, big swings. I took a big swing against the Eagles, 
And that game where Bobby called out my draft is where I really came back and I narrowed a gap of like 40 points down to two points. I'm taking Jelani Woods with my second pick. That is insane. That's not like a big swing. That's just like stupid. You would have gotten him in the la- in the in the next round. That guy would have been a big swing in the second round. All right, go ahead. Okay. All right, Danny, go ahead. Where where was he on your big board, Bobby? You love you love sharing that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. Mm. And you picked him second. Yeah. And this was this was seventh and a week. Whereas, like, this is a very weak, big. This is a weak draft, you know. Yeah. This is this is the all the you know Daniel Jeremiah they're talking about how weak this draft is. Mm. And he was seventh. He took him second. Danny, yep. go ahead. I mean, I, I thought I was going to take him. After, you're like you're like the the Raiders right now. You're tanking. I I I thought I was going to be taking Jelani Woods after Justin took either Isaiah Hodgins or Richie James, but I have both those guys at my disposal, and and so I'm I'm going to take Isaiah Hodgins first. And then I'm gonna take Richie James because there are, are basically our offense. Now you might be saying, "Go Darius Slayton." I'm not feeling Slayton. I'm just not. And what, like, I got nothing to lose at this point. So give me the two guys that have uh, been contributed basically since all season and since he got here in Isaiah Hodgins. It depends on the kind of game that if if Gilmore covers him. Like I think whoever Gilmore doesn't cover will have the bigger game. Um. And he, like I said, he's been playing well. So uh, taking two of the three Giants wide receivers, I think, is very smart here, Danny. Justin, who do you have on your on your your second pick? I'm going to take Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton was second on my big board. I thought about taking Darius Slayton first in this draft. I so really, that, really did. So that works out. I wind up taking Darius Slayton in the second round. That works out perfect. And I had the second pick originally. I mean, the guy averages like less than three catches a game. You took him second overall. Chestnut checkers. Che- no, this is this is definitely checkers. This is like checkers when you you overthink it and you end up screwing yourself. <laughs> All right, so I have back to back picks. I'm going to take the Colts starting running back, Zach Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just simple. Take their starting running back at this point in the draft. Their passing offense, man, I think is going to be so bad. So it's like I don't even want to take any of their guys, but I'm just going to go with wide receiver one, Michael Pittman Jr. Like Michael, at least at least I know I'm taking a good player with my third round pick. You have to, and Michael Pittman Jr. So Michael Pittman Jr. is my as my my third round pick. Justin, who are you taking? Richie James. No, already taken. Already taken. Already taken. Daniel Bellinger. Yeah, that's that's a decent pick here. I still had someone big uh, over him on the big board. Danny, Whoa. you're Danny. You have back to back your last two picks. I'm gonna take Paris Campbell, uh, who I believe is their he's their slot wide receiver. If I'm yeah. correct, I had high hopes for Paris Campbell coming out of the draft. He was like the he he. I mean, he inflated Dwayne Haskins' numbers like crazy. Yeah. He was a yak king. I mean, he just, he had some that, good weeks. He just hasn't. He's been so injured his entire career. Yeah, and then. Oh, and then. I mean, there's uh, one, like, easy pick. Yeah. Um, Unless you yeah. just want to take a swing on some, like, just hoping some random player gets a touchdown. I don't. I, I just got to pull up his, his stats real quick. Oh, I'm just on the wrong position. I think I'm taking a Zach Moss. No. Nope. Come on, nope. guys. What is going on? Oh, Zach we're, Moss. We're, we're about to play him? the biggest game of the year. <laughs> when we're in, you guys are just off your game. Zach Moss is you know, the second I'm, round. I'm, I'm riding him again. Give me Nick Van Nett. I don't care. Wow. Nick Van. Wow. Nick Van Nett got, I think, zero, zero, he zero he points got, he, last he week. He got absolutely zero points. But you know what? I, I just he's due res- for a catch. I, yeah, he's due for a catch. And like, and maybe the Giants will bench all their starters on, on Sunday. Oh, they're yeah. That, they're winning. Totally. I was going to big brain and go Matt Breida, but I, I didn't do that. There's, somebody- There's still one obvious pick, Justin. Are you going to take it? Yeah, it's uh, Alec Pierce. Yeah, I mean, he's a starting wide receiver. Here's where there's no good pick. So they're starting tight end. He didn't practice on Thursday. You know, Kylan Granson. But I kind of want to take Deion Jackson for the fun fact. But he didn't get any carries last week. But Kylan Granson doesn't even get stats when he plays. You probably wish Jelani Woods was still here, weren't? don't you? Stop this. <laughs> yes, I do wish Jelani Woods was available for the last pick in the draft. I'm going to take Deion Jackson. You know, he did get 12 carries versus the Vikings two weeks ago. 
Deion Jackson, Duke Gang. Got I got to stick with my Duke Gang guys, right? Duke Gang. All right. To recap, I have Saquon Barkley, Zach Moss, Michael Pittman Jr., and uh, Deion Jackson. Justin Jelani was Darius Slayton, Daniel Bellinger, and Alec Pierce. And then Danny has Isaiah Hodgins, Richard James, Paris Campbell, and Nick Vanette. Here's where I don't feel good is that I wanted to get out of this with one of the Giants receivers. And I didn't get any of them. So, and I have both Colts running backs, which I don't know how well that's going to produce. I guess a bad Giants run. And then Saquon, who can, like, you know, Saquon's capable of having duds, but he's been more involved in the receiving game. So I, I am frustrated I didn't, I didn't come away with a Giants receiver. This is a week I didn't want the first pick. Let's be real. All right. Giant factors. I am going first this week. I'm keeping it simple, though. I'm going Evan Neal. Man, this passing offense can be a lot better if you just play like an average tackle. And you are really struggling right now. You are playing like a bad right tackle right now, Evan Neal. I need you to get to where, like, make some improvements, man, and get to, and get to like an average tackle play or even slightly below average because this offense is capable of a lot more if you can get to that point. And as we get into the playoffs, man, like... Yeah, it's just going to the playoffs cool for the Giants this year. Yeah, but guess what? I'm a big believer of winning. You know, I want to win games. So as we get into this playoffs, man, we need you to step up. Evan Neal, you are my giant factor. Week 17 versus the Colts. Also, I hate that there's 17 games this year. I was used to week 17 being the last game of the season. My week 17 giant factor is Evan Neal. Justin, who's your giant factor? My giant factor is going to be... Richie James, he was on everybody's shit list there for a couple weeks. Obviously had a bad drop against the Vikings, but he has shown some pretty, pretty good chemistry with Daniel Jones throughout the season. And for what we all expected Richie James to be throughout the summer and you know throughout the early part of the regular season, Richie James with 50 catches on the year, almost an 80% catch rate, three touchdowns, a lot of them irrelevant. And I believe he's also creeping up on 500 yards as well, 493 on the year. So Richie James in a game in which we need you, man. We need you to be that reliable target for Daniel Jones on third downs or even early downs. Now that we're starting to throw the ball more on first and second down, Richie James, you are my giant factor. Don't make the giant mistake. Be the consistent player that I know you can be. Danny King. I really can't believe both guys that I was sick of my Giants factors were taken right there. I, I thought, wow. But that's besides the point. Um, I'm going to go defense uh, because the main goal of this week is slowing down. It, it, sorry, just not allowing Indy to get anything going because they already, they already suck offensively. If they have a good week this week, that's uh, problematic on so many levels. So I'm just, I'm just going to – there's no one crazy. I'm just going to keep it kind of simple. I'm just going to go with our guy, Julian Love. Uh, cause I believe our whole defensive line is going to be able to feast on the Colts. That's not the point there. Julian Love, just go out there and just continue being you. You're still in a contract situation. There's rumors that Giants may offer him an extension. It might still be true that at the end of the season, he does get that contract extension. But Julian Love, just go out there, keep balling, get an interception this week. Let's have an interception, uh, cause we had a few opportunities last week and, uh, missed out on them. So Julian Love, go out there, be a guy, be a giant factor, get a pick, make Nick Foles look silly, make Nick Foles look silly. That's the ultimate goal of the week. I want to be like the fan, the teams that played the Giants last year where you could just like laugh at how bad their offense is. That's what I want for the Giants this week. Like, let's make it not even a freaking contest. Um, you know, let's make Colts fans be like, man, the defense wasn't all that bad. It's just the offense just makes it impossible. That's what we need. We need a Jake Fromm performance out of the Colts. All right, spread picks. Getting down to it. Uh Myself and Justin are tied for first, 60-61. and 61. Justin went 6-2. and two. I went 4-4 four and four last week. Danny King and the listeners are tied for last place, 57-64. The listeners went 5-3. Uh, and three. Danny went 3-5 and five last week. But first, spread picks are brought to us by who, Danny King? I mean, I'm having a rough week with the spread picks, but a rough year in general. But you want to know who's not having a rough week? You have draft. been playing, get, doing bad spread picks since ever since I gave you credit and being like, all right, yeah. going, dating back to last year, Danny yeah. King's... Against the spread is insane. It was like 68%, and now you are struggling. Yeah, you know, that's just how it is. I screwed it up for you. You did, but you know, I'll take that because DraftKings Sportsbook is not struggling. They are the official sports better partner of the NFL, and they are my go-to embedding on the NFL this holiday season. Is it the easy and fast payouts? I mean, who doesn't like that? Is it the player prop options? There are too many player prop options for me to even choose. Same game parlays? Of course, the same game parlays. Who doesn't love a good old same game parlay? Because right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same game parlays. 
Right now, go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and whatever else your heart desires. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. You should go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code JOHNBOY, J-O-N-B-O-Y. I'll just keep doing that till the end of time. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions applies to show notes for details all right final thursday night football of the year man they this nfl scheduled a lot of primetime games this year that ended up turning into busts that looked really good before the season final thursday night football game of the year don't watch the halftime show don't watch the post game show cowboys at Why? panthers i don't know maybe i'm holding oh, the grudge oh, cowboys tough. at panthers plus 13 uh, Josh Dobbs is starting for the Titans and not Malik Willis, not Ryan Tannehill. Trust me, I am a big believer of like the Cowboys, you know, I know they beat the Eagles, but it's, this Titans team, they're not playing anybody. Like they're essentially resting for the Jags game next week. I'm going to go Cowboys minus 13. You Cowboys, if you don't cover the spread, it's embarrassing. Justin, who are you going? Yeah, I'm with you. The, the cow. This is one of those where it's like I want I want to be smart and I want to say oh no Cowboys are gonna or you know Titans are gonna cover but they're they're not give me Cowboys here. All right, so me and Justin are guaranteed to go into uh, Sunday with the same record. Danny, who do you got? Yeah, it's quite funny that uh, this game means absolutely nothing for the Titans. That just that just really and makes really me the Cowboys either. Yeah, that's true. I, like I mean, they, I think they can technically. They can still win the East, I think. Win right? the East, but it's not it's not gonna happen, right? They're, yeah, the Eagles are playing the Saints, they're gonna start Jalen Hurts. That's that's the point. Uh Titans, Titans, Titans. No, 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 no. Cowboys, 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 Cowboys. Listeners represented by Daniel Swikehart are going Titans plus thirteen. I so love they, it. You know, I respect it. The number's too big, we're gonna look like idiots come uh Friday yes, morning. Yes. I kinda hope for it because actually I don't. I wanna win. All right. This game for first place in the NFC South. Oh boy. Panthers at Bucks minus three. Danny, who do you got? Man, this 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 game this game is fun. Uh, I mean, the Panthers absolutely destroyed the Lions last week. It wasn't even close. But I mean, you know, the the Bucks just find a way. They just find a way to get it done. But you know what? I'm riding Steve Willis in the hot hand, right? Steve Steve Wilkes, not Willis. I don't know what I'm talking about. Give me the Panthers. I was going to say, like, the Bucks really haven't... I mean, I guess they did last week. I'm also going the Panthers. Like, the Bucks team is just bad, and uh, I just got a feeling the Panthers are going to pull this out. The listeners agreed. Justin, are you going against the grain? Yeah, I'm going to go against the grain. The Bucks just find a way to get it done, and it never looks pretty. They suck. Vikings at Patriots minus three. Or, not Vikings. Dolphins at Patriots minus three. This is a tough game, man, because two was not playing, but I can see Bill Belichick... Here's where the Panthers or the Patriots are so hard to pick every single week, guys. Is their defense is so good, but their offense is so bad. So you have two sides of the ball that are just a total polar opposites. And then when they play a team like the Dolphins that can be so high and low, and they have their backup QB, it's like, I don't know what to do. But they the Dolphins didn't do very well with Bridgewater early in the year, so I'm going to go Patriots minus three. I'm just going to bet on the Patriots defense in December, in the cold. Actually, in January. So I'm going Patriots minus three. Uh, Justin, who you got? Yeah, I'm also going to go Patriots, too, especially with the backup quarterback. But it's one of the better backup QBs in the NFL, though, on Teddy. Yeah, I know. I know, but I'm, I'm going to trust Bill. Listeners are going Dolphins. Danny, are you going with your friends or the your other friends, the listeners? Uh, the Dolphins have a 3-5 three, three and five record on the road this year. Not a very good road team. And coming up to New England, I think that will continue... Even though they are awful, Mac Jones is a dirty player. Let's make that clear. Uh, he actually Patriots, is a dirty player. Like people react to social media clips. He's an actual dirty player. Yeah, I, I could have believed the clip again. Actually, no, I can't because of Mac Jones. Give me the Patriots. Give me the Patriots. It was versus Eli Apple though, which was kind of funny. <laughs> that that was the thing. <laughs> Jets at Seahawks plus one. I either this game. Actually, I'm going to say Vikings Packers is game of the week. Besides Monday Night Football, obviously. Um. Who do you got in this one, Justin? Jets. Seahawks offensive line has been really, really bad the last couple weeks. I think the Jets are going to eat Geno Smith alive. That couldn't happen, but the Seahawks are at home, a lot on the line, and 
I'm not a part of the Mike White fan club, so I'm going to go Seahawks plus one. They end, they end the skid. For the Seahawks to be home, that is a very – that's a this is basically just almost a pick'em game. This is a pick'em game. Yeah, plus one is pick'em. Um, listeners are agreeing with Justin. Danny, who are you going? I will also be agreeing with Justin because the Jets have their savior. Uh, th- th- that's like half sarcastic, half true. Mike White back. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna go on a run because everything is still out in front of the Jets by by some miracle, by some miracle those fans are being teased. 49ers at Raiders plus ten. I was just looking for an eighth game and I was just like we could just give quick Derek Carr comments. Josh McDaniels is a horrible head coach. Should be fired. Should have never been hired. Like how did how did the True. league fall for Josh McDaniels again? 49ers minus 10. Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 49ers uh, minus 10. The Raiders suck. And they're starting Jared Stidham, if I'm correct. Jared That's Stidham is one of the worst. Not, not just a backup QB. I think Jared Stidham probably is one of the worst backup QBs in the NFL. Yeah. And they're going to lose Devontae Adams this offseason. There we go. Boom. He's Listeners leaving. are going Raiders, though. Justin, who are you going? Oh, God, guys. I'm going 49ers. They should have you- traded Derek Carr this past offseason. Benching Derek Carr is like, they did him dirty. And I'm not even a big Derek Carr fan. No, they they did. They 100% did him dirty. 100% did. The Raiders failed him. They should have just traded him this offseason. Because then they, they also, well, they went out and traded for Devontae Adams. Why did you do that? It, it was it like McDaniel. No I don't think McDaniels ever wanted Carr. But because of McDaniel's history with like, you know, forcing Jay Cutler out because he wanted Matt Castle, and then Jay Cutler finding out and throwing the like it was kind of like, and Carr had, Carr after what happened with the Raiders last season, all the stuff that went down with him, and he just became like the face of the franchise and handled it well. It was like you couldn't move off of him, but I don't know. Game of the week outside of Monday Night Football: Vikings at Packers minus three and a half. Man, I. I don't be surprised if this Packers team gets into the playoffs. But you know what? They're not that great of a team. I'm going Vikings plus three and a half. But this is this was the most tough game I had picking. Justin, who do you got? I got Vikings minus three and a half. The, the Vikings are have plus three and a half. I'm sorry, I'm Packers minus three and a half. That's what, yeah. But okay. Packers. Okay. Aaron Rodgers pulls it off. Uh, listeners are going Packers as well. Danny, what are you going? I uh, I just can't not pick Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to win even though the Vikings might keep it close I don't know the Vikings are kind of mid right now and I think the Packers could take advantage of that midness yeah and that's the thing is Aaron Rodgers I I do believe and I I think the Packers are going to win this game by three points you know and then so it's it's, if it was if if it was if it was Packers minus one and a half I probably would have picked the Packers but I think they're going to win by three points Steelers at Ravens minus two and a half Danny who do you got I really can't believe this is the Monday night game. I'll keep it not this Monday night Sunday game, Sunday night. night, Sunday night game. Uh, I yeah, I mean, Ravens are the favorites of a backup quarterback. Steelers got Kenny Pickett. Yeah, give it the Steelers plus two and a half. Justin, Ravens. The rave or the not the Ravens. The listeners are going Steelers, and I am going Steelers, Steelers too because never underestimate Mike Tomlin trying. To not go under 500 for a season, he needs this game. He needs this. He needs this game. Never been under 500. He's gonna pull it out. Steelers and then Monday Night Football, the best Monday Night Football game possibly of the year. They saved the best for the last. Bills at Bengals. Danny, are you circling the wagons? Yeah, I gotta circle the wagons. I mean, the Bengals have been unstoppable recently, but I mean, the, the Buffalo Bills are still the Buffalo Bills. I, I just I just gotta rock with the man Josh Allen until I just can't rock with him no more. Justin, I'm gonna go Bengals. There we go. I'm going Bills Mafia, baby. We pull this one out. They lost uh, Leo Collins for the year. Listeners are going Bills. Bam. Here we go. All right, big week. Let's go. All right. Only two weeks are left for this. Like we don't count playoff records uh, for the spread picks champion. All right. Danny King, what's your prediction for Giants-Colts? Uh, so much on the line. It's pretty cool that the Giants can possibly clinch in front of their home crowd. I hope they do. 
and they should and they were they'd be gifted an opportunity but there's always just the bad side of me that thinks maybe they might fumble it i'm gonna be there that might really fumble it uh, that's a whole other i've never had so much uh, <laughs> comments say be- begging me not to go it's the funniest thing in the world the john's are gonna win they're gonna i feel like it might be like a texans type of game i forgot to score that game but i think they'll give the colts like some like life and just let them do some things i'm gonna say the giants will not score 30 points they're just not allowed to in this current day and age 27 to the colts 13 13 justin giants will win 27 to 16. We will not get 30 points. I thought earlier in the week that I would this is this would be the game to pick 30 points. I think we get close yet again. But the Giants do win and we have a nice afternoon. I mean, it's a must. You lose this game, man, and it's time to melt down. Like we don't even give a damn about the playoffs if you lose to the Colts. You know, we'll talk about the playoffs and areas and we're going to want to go to the playoffs, but do you, like, I, I kind of hate the whole, like, oh, if you can't beat the Colts, you don't deserve it to be in the playoffs. Because it's like, you know what? If one game doesn't define a season. But you know what? If you don't beat the Colts, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. This team sucks too bad. Win this damn game. Okay? Win this game. Win some games. Let's go to the playoffs. Let's make this a party. Let's have a party at MetLife on Sunday. If you're in the area, go. If you're not in the area, go. And the Giants will win 70 70- Seven to zero, and we are going to be celebrating a victory podcast. Yeah, we've done that a few times, right, Bobby? But your first ever, we are going to the playoffs podcast and talking Giants history. Giants 77, Colts zero. We appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for all the support. Let's see you on Monday after a game. Let's win some games and let's go big blue. <laughs>